This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Good morning and happy Tuesday, everybody. This is Dana Olivo with Marketatomy LLC, and we are here with Charged Up Studio and Brandon Falcon, once again with Falconics. What we are doing today is we're continuing with our social digital footprint series, and today we're going to be talking about Instagram and Pinterest. Now, I'll be honest with you, as a business owner, I kind of avoided both of these platforms in the beginning because for some reason, it resonated in my mind that these two platforms were really for the young college students and things like that. And Brandon kind of opened my eyes. So I'm going to move on with this. Brandon, hello. I'm glad we're back again. Absolutely. Thanks for having me again. Oh, it's glad I'm glad to have you. We've gotten some such positive response from the other ones that we have done, um, especially right now with what we're going through uh, with the economic situation and everything. So, so let's let's continue on. Um, before we get started, as far as specifics in these platforms, do me a little favor and talk to our audience about what is the difference between Pinterest and Instagram and what are the markets that it serves? Yeah, great question. So I think both of these platforms are very unique with their heavy focus on um, graphic-based content, meaning photos and video type of content on their platforms are very, very big and focused on that. Um, And definitely more so than some other platforms such as your Facebook, your Twitters, uh, your LinkedIn's, those don't necessarily require imagery or video constantly these platforms require those as the prerequisite to even be on their platform your piece of content has to have that it has to have a be a photo or a video which is a great uh, a, a great way to kind of start off um uh, content creation you can kind of go with visual what you already have so on and so forth but really what, what makes these platforms unique is instagram for instance yes that you definitely see a younger demographic with it than say let's say facebook or uh linkedin but it has its own benefits, and that's probably one of the reasons why Facebook picked them up as a, as a, a partner company or they own them now is because they saw the benefits of it. It does allow for a slightly younger demographic, but that has quickly evolved and changed over, over the last couple of years and, and been a lot more uh, widely utilized. But in core, its, it's audience is very similar to Facebook. They share a lot of the same users. The biggest difference you're going to see is that it's really heavily mobile focused, so mobile, uh, smartphones and so on and so forth. Uh, and it's going to be very simple interface. Obviously, they all allow you to scroll and so on and so forth. But it's really photo, video, photo, video, photo, photo type of style of content. Very simple, straightforward. It's great for allowing really small businesses or even businesses of any size to portray a very high quality 
uh, uh, image and story and just really have a message. I love utilizing face, uh, I'm sorry, Instagram is more of a behind the scenes type platform versus Facebook maybe might be a little bit more of my professional uh, feeling in my content. It's going to be very like well-worded. Uh, it's going to have good imagery. It's going to be a lot more professional. Usually Facebook and Insta or LinkedIn go that way. Instagram's a little more subtle, friendly, inviting, and it seems to get a lot more engagement because of that with likes, comments, shares, clicks, those types of things. Um, Pinterest, on the other hand, again, heavy focus on photos and stuff like that, but it doesn't necessarily heavily focus on consistent, like content that's really time sensitive or Instagram, Facebook and such like to keep the content relevant for a couple days maximum. Pinterest content actually gets better over time. So we like to call it like, like a wine, we call it a wine platform. Uh, as it ages, it gets better. Um, so a lot of the content that we can utilize for Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, so on and so forth, we can then later repurpose for platforms like Pinterest and it will continue to get stronger and better over time. The biggest things we're seeing different than Pinterest and LinkedIn, or sorry, Pinterest and Instagram is like I said, it's content is allow for uh, as things get older in age, it does better on Pinterest where other platforms it doesn't do as well. Um, so we want to reutilize some of those content we had from Facebooks and Instagrams and, and drip it into Pinterest for that longevity and that long-term return. Well, one of the things that you have, have taught me, especially with the Pinterest site, is the communities and how you can use those communities to help expand your reach. Is that the same thing with Instagram as well? Or where does that come in? Because the Pinterest, what you explained to me and what I see is you can, you can expand your reach quite rapidly. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Pinterest is very unique with its communities or uh, what we call shared, shared boards. There's hundreds, if not thousands of shared boards out there that can uh, you can interact with other people like-minded. Uh, personally, I'm on some cooking ones, some marketing ones, a lot of those types of things where other like-minded individuals share into this centralized board and we all can see each other's content, like it, use it, so on and so forth. The great way to utilize this though as a small business is you can either create one or you can jump on board with one that's already created and share content with those that are either going to be most likely to use your content or those that are most likely to distribute your content because it serves them as well. Um, for instance, I love sharing content or our company loves creating uh, micro articles or blogs, sharing them to blog boards for other marketers. It might be, let's say maybe they're a writing professional or so on and so forth. If it has some sort of relation to them, a lot of times they will grab our content, share it on their boards and, and, and such on their Pinterest profiles. And our piece of content will go viral, not only because of our efforts, but because other like-minded individuals with those same efforts. Um, this is so beneficial to really anyone selling a physical product or having things like a blog or press release regularly come out. Uh, but we've seen a lot of success with individuals that have online businesses like clothing and things like that. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, let's go on to our questions and we'll probably get back to some of this stuff because it just kind of, it, it melds into some of these questions that we're going to be talking about. So first of all, um, let's talk a little bit about each of the platforms and how has the landscape changed for both of those platforms since the beginning of last year? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think both platforms have obviously continued to make changes. We've seen a lot of these, uh, the evolution over the last year change really being pushed by Facebook first. And then a lot of these other platforms also following suit. But with that being said, Instagram and Facebook run very similar paths. So with that, with that, 
Uh, we see a lot more um, focus, especially specifically for businesses, a lot more focus on ad spend and, and, and advertisement to get more awareness and less on the organic where we used to see a lot of, a lot of traffic and such. Uh, I think this is really due to the fact that there's just, they have such a high um, buy-in for these platforms. So many people across the world know of them because they are a global brand. They have to kind of help separate who gets seen because there's just so much content. Um, so we've seen a, real, a lot of push towards just businesses going towards spending ad dollars and such. Um, with that being said, because there is such a large audience, we do see a lot more very targeted conversions we see or our, to our side calls and conversions, um, people buying, people opting in to be interested in other people's products and, and such. We see a lot more of that. Facebook and Instagram has got really good at fine tuning their conversions and such, um, which is awesome. Pinterest, on the other hand, also a great platform. A lot of things changing uh, in the last year. What we're seeing really unique about them is they've introduced video over the last year. So we now have video content that can be utilized on Pinterest. For the longest time, it was just photos. Um, they've also introduced some story style uh, activities now too, where Instagram and some of these other platforms will have a temporary story um, that pops up. They have a little bit longer ones. They're pretty much permanent. They'll be there for forever. They'll allow you to put things in story views, uh, which is pretty neat. Um, but I think the biggest benefit of Pinterest uh, is really allowing a lot more of a global brand now, which they did not have before. And what I mean by that is they would focus in heavily on the U.S. for the longest time. Now they're entering markets uh, overseas, which they had not done previously. So, which is really neat because there's a lot more people who can add content to the platforms, but it also means your content's getting viewed by a lot more people. That's where a lot of brands uh, that, that enter Pinterest that put out a lot of content can more so go viral <laughs> a lot quicker now. Well, I've noticed with with my Pinterest account, you know, I've had a lot, uh, you know, a huge over 300% increase in the views that I'm getting and people just connecting to the board, you know, even though I don't quite understand some of this, that's why you're doing it. (laughs) Um, But I did, I have noticed a lot more activity on Instagram and Pinterest. um, Whereas I would have never really even attempted to utilize those two platforms because I thought they were outside of my market. But since I, and especially with Pinterest, since I deal a great deal with side hustlers and stay-at-home moms that are doing businesses on the side and things like that, I have found that that's the best way to reach them. Yep, absolutely. And that was where I was mentioning before that content gets better over age. Right. And you know your audiences, typically um, uh, hustler-style ones, or uh, our industry calls them boss babes. That's a lot of the yeah. hashtags. <laughs> well, I like use. that, boss babe. Yeah. Okay. I see a lot of those. Um, Pinterest is heavily focused on female, uh, uh, female present. Over 68% is female. Wow. Um, ages of 18 and 34. That's like the, the ideal audience. Yeah. Um, so platforms like Pinterest is ideal for audiences like yours. No, that's great. That's great. Well, I guess that answers my next question is, you know, what, no, you know, can these platforms really help my business? I know they have mine, but what are the type of businesses that would benefit from these platforms? You know, me with my, my academy and, and what I'm doing with, you know, side hustlers and everything, but what kind of businesses would really benefit? Yeah, definitely. So Instagram being again, similar to Facebook, um, that their audience is, is to be honest, everyone. Um, and I know that's a very broad statement and some people will give me some kickback on that. It's like, Oh, my business doesn't qualify because I do this or that even technical things. Um, but for the most part, I would argue that being that 
I don't care what you're into. Um, there's some very, very specific things. Like say, for instance, you like plumbing, for instance, you just happen to like that. There's a hashtag plumber life uh, 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 and things. And it'll just show people literally going in and, and connecting pipes and, and doing it beautifully, electrician, so on and so forth. Doesn't really matter whatever your thing is, whatever your business does and you problem you solve, there's an audience somewhere out there that likes it. And because these platforms or Facebook and Instagram are so large, it's a thing. Everything's a thing nowadays. <laughs> well, and that's exactly it. You know, when you've got so many people who are starting out there in their own businesses now because of, yeah. you know, um, you know, the pandemic and everything. But yeah. when you when you think about it, also keep in mind that the majority of household decisions are made by women. And yep. if we're targeting women in these platforms, it stands to reason you're going to want to get in front of them with with things like this. Absolutely. Yeah. I think, uh, and I think that's one of the best benefits of that. Um, to, to close it out on the Pinterest side of it though, um, there are a little bit more narrow. I would, the reason I say that is that you, it can be utilized by anyone, but there's really key audiences is best for, which is really e-commerce or anyone selling a physical product. They are great for physical products because there really is no limit on how many product images you post, how many product bios you post. Um, the more you post, the more links back to your product. The more links back to your product, the more of a chance to get clicked and purchased. And I find that, you know, a good portion of Pinterest focuses more on the arts. It could be the food arts. It can be blogging, writing. It can be yes. art, art. It's, you know, fashion, all of that. It focuses more on the arts side of things as opposed to Instagram, which is not necessarily just arts, you know. Absolutely. I would say arts, uh, health and nutrition, um, uh, a lot of educational infograph type content. Our company chooses to pump out a lot of infograph uh, data on there. Uh, and we see a lot of uh, uh, other startup smart and stuff like that to take interest in that, uh, which is awesome. Uh, and then a lot of times people are just going on there for inspiration. So any, like, like you said, uh, motivation, in general, but yeah. In, mm -hmm. yeah, a lot of motivation type of content. Um, uh, sometimes I tell a story about um, my wife has, a, a, she's a, a, she works from home and she runs a, a bracelet business, a very unique one. She, she makes them for like, what we consider festivals um, and it's like that. So they're usually like rainbow colored and a bunch of just very colorful, playful things. Um, and her market was, her entire business was built off of two platforms, Facebook, or uh, Instagram and Pinterest. Reason being artsy and fun like that. Uh, she utilized Pinterest for the links and the traffic to her Etsy shops and so on and so forth. And uh, Instagram for the communication one-on-one -on -one with people. And literally- so she was she was using Etsy as the um, e-commerce side. Correct. Of things. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And I know that's really important too, so. Exactly, yeah. Utilizing Etsy is the end result because she didn't care to have the whole overhead of the big websites and all these different channels. Oh, yeah. She really wanted to have a very simple funnel. And it works. I mean, to this day, I mean, she's been doing it now for about four years. And it just goes to show she did something very, very specific. It wasn't a thing at the time. And she's now a top seller on Etsy for doing that specific thing. Okay. Orders a day can make, especially like you're mentioning stay-at-home moms and stuff like that. You're talking, that's that's a, a minimum a part-time job, if not a full-time job once you scale after a couple of years. Right, right. No, definitely, definitely. It's a full-time job just doing, you know, the social media and everything. Yeah. So, you know, when you think about it. So what's the, what's the ROI difference between paid ads and, and regular pay-per-click or whatever between yeah. Instagram and Pinterest and what you're going to spend on Facebook? Yeah, definitely. Um, so really the two sides we look at is the, the social ads, which is really is the pay-per-click. And then we have the organic side, of course, which right. is 
the free anyone and everyone can, right. can post about it. So on Instagram, it is very similar to what Facebook is, mainly because to run an Instagram ad, you have to run it in Facebook. It's how it's done. You can't really yeah. run it by itself. Um, you can do a boosted post, but that's not technically a true ad. It's just a, a, a boost is the best way to put it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but with that being said, it's very similar price. It can vary widely based on the actions we're trying to do. Is it building the brand with more followers and likes? Is it trying to get them to make a purchase? Is it trying to get the lead from them? So the, the price can vary from several cents to $100 if you're trying to convert someone into um, buying your product that's worth $100,000. Right. They were very different. Interest, on the other hand, you can do both e-commerce and which is obviously buy the product on the platform or you can do traffic top style ads. They have some other ones, some other metrics you can control, but those are usually the two most popular things on Pinterest. Personally, what I like to do on Pinterest, and especially for, for most, I would say, up and coming brands, is utilize Pinterest as a means for traffic or affordable traffic. Because Pinterest's reach for organic can easily reach a half a million to even a million people in a month organically, if you're doing it right, you come behind with a little ad spend and you can knock that number to three to four to five million views a month, which is unparalleled. I can't get that anywhere else without spending a fortune yeah. no <laughs> uh, and that's what i'm seeing you know on my pinterest account of is course. the jump you know yep. and 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 the ads that i do run are the traffic generation ads yes yeah you so know. what i've been doing or what we, we recommend especially for the e-commerce brands or brands that just what kind of want to get some eyeballs on their brand first to get the data which is what we well, data is king in this world right um, so we utilize pit platforms like Pinterest, even with a small budget of like a hundred bucks, we'll generate several hundred, if not a million plus people seeing it. And then we retarget them on platforms like Instagram and Facebook, where that is actually really strong at the conversions. Facebook right. and Instagram is unparalleled in conversion data. Um, so utilizing the two will allow us to come in cheaper and get more people to see our content. Right, right. Very interesting. Yeah. So if I wanted to expand my reach and impact on both of these, we talked a little bit about that a little bit earlier, especially on Pinterest, where it's joining communities. But what other suggestions do you have for expanding my reach and, and getting my brand out there and 10xing it, growing it exponentially? Yeah, definitely. So again, both platforms have their own ways of doing it. So what I would recommend is first identifying the hashtags that that your audience will be utilizing the most. Once we identify those, going out and liking clicking, commenting on it, even potentially direct messaging and following those types of users, we'll, we'll get the ball rolling. Once we get that going, coming behind with a little bit of ad spend on platforms like Pinterest, or sorry, like Instagram, will allow us to get a much bigger, a um, uh, lot more exposure than we'd normally get. So I think that's really the, the, the entry level thing that we can do to kind of get the ball rolling and get that five to 10 X that would otherwise not be possible. Uh, Pinterest, on the other hand, first things first, we need to figure out what type of content we want to publish about. What do we want it to be known for? Its game is a little different. Uh, it utilizes hashtags and stuff as well, but its name of the game is more so quantity and specific audiences or, or, or um, boards is what we would consider them. Mm-hmm. So we want to be known for, uh, say, for instance, your business getting in front of uh, startup businesses, small businesses that are primarily fo- uh, women focused. We would want to have a lot of content that is focused with women's images, messaging that makes sense to women, so on, even colors that, that would be more appealing to a female eye than a male eye. Uh, and just understanding who your audience is and pumping that out heavily. I'm talking no less than five times a day having a piece of content go out. The reason, and even that sounds maybe a lot for some small businesses, 
Um, but what happens, we usually recommend is you sit and bulk create some content, let's say in Canva or something, 25, 50 pieces of content a month. It could be very similar, but just small variations. And then we schedule all of it. Pinterest lets us schedule up to 100 pieces of content in any given moment. Um, so you schedule out five a day and then just keep pushing it out until it runs out. That is a great resource. And what that does is the platform sees the consistency and what you're trying to do. And it rewards you by lots of traffic. Right. And you introduced me to Tailwinds. Yes, which is a great, great, tool. great tool for doing your scheduling. And Tailwinds, speaking of which, Tailwinds also allows you to include Instagram posting. Yes. Your Pinterest, okay? Yep. Which is great because I can tell you one of the things that I don't like about Instagram is you cannot post from your computer. You have to post from your mobile. Yep. Okay, yep. and that is really a pain as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> yeah. Only really way around that is scheduling tools. Um, if you're utilizing a scheduling tool, you can go around it and use your computer. Um, our social team utilizes their, their computers. Um, but again, we're utilizing a, a, a professional tool that allows us to do that. And that's where Tailwinds comes in. It allows well, you to Tailwinds, do that. Exactly. Tailwinds. So, okay. Okay. So how often we, we talked about this uh, on our last podcast when we were talking about Facebook, you know, and how often we should be posting. Does the same go for Pinterest and Instagram? Do we need to be posting as often as we're talking about, you know, how often should I be posting on Instagram and, and Pinterest? Yeah, definitely. So uh, Instagram, you, it needs to be very similar to Facebook. They still have the same minimum requirements, where, which is roughly three times a week to stay relevant. Um, that's really the bare minimum. But again, that's based off of your, your competitors and what it considers your competitors. Yeah. Uh, with that being said, Pinterest is a little different, again, which is a good thing, actually. So it does prefer more quantity of content. But the cool thing about that is it doesn't care if you do it all on Monday or you do it all on Friday or how you do it. We just need to consistently be dripping out content. There is no real standard. The thing is, is if you want to be the best on their platform, you need to publish more than everybody else. So you really need to understand who is already winning for the terms that you want to win for. So for instance, you want to win for best side hustles of 2021. You literally go on Pinterest, search that term, read the first five pins that have that, that description, figure out what they're doing, how much they're posting, so on and so forth. Now you know the number to beat to be successful. Um, most of those people are posting 25 to 30 times a day, though. Um, a, but that's day. a day. A wow. day. Yes. And that's because it. Created- I'm, I'm doing good if I post five times a day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it, it's, it's a, it sounds like a lot, but um, oh, I feel like we're living proof of that. Um, our, we've been doing it since 2012. We've been publishing the Pinterest as a business. Uh, and even with that, we've created. We, we, we really don't even create a whole lot of extra new content, to be honest. It's things like if we've done a logo for a client, we will keep a folder with all the logos and we publish it highlighting the logos. If we create social media content for our Facebook page, our Instagram page, our Twitter page, we take that and we, we publish it as well on these platforms in boards that are relevant to others. So for instance, if, it, if it's about real estate, because we're talking about real estate that week, there'll be a board on real estate marketing and it'll be all the content for that or all the content for restaurant marketing. We will just, we'll go systematize and make folders and schedule content based off that. A lot of the content is just being moved around from one place to another that's relevant. Um, and eventually you start to get to the point of two or three times of your content is just reuse content. Yeah, yeah. And then how long does it take to start seeing results from Pinterest and, and Instagram? 
Yeah. I know with my Pinterest account, I started seeing it almost immediately as far as the number of views. And yeah. Things. Yeah. Both platforms are really social as a whole. You can see for the most part results within two or three weeks if you're consistent. But again, there's so many variables that can, can change and adjust that number. I would say Instagram posts three times a week minimum for three weeks to a month. You're going to start seeing your, your traffic increase. I would say probably no less than 100, 120% the first month. Um, now that's coming from zero to something. So obviously right. that we're still only probably talking 100, 200 people that see our content. So, But that, that compounds every month. It's 100, 200 the first month. It's 300 the next month. It's 500 the following month, it keeps compounding. So that's the difference that we want to make sure people realize is keep consistent. Pinterest, on the other hand, like you said, you'll see it a lot faster, especially if you're in a very niche market that, that there's not a lot of competition on, you will take over a much quicker. Um, but with that being said, the more you publish, the more you'll grow. It is not unheard of though, to be at 5,000, 10,000% in the first month, of Pinterest, first month of Pinterest, if you focus. I see that often. <laughs> And, and, you know, it doesn't have to be your original content that's being, you can repin. You can definitely repin. Yeah. We definitely. Others, you know, just to keep that, that moving out there. Absolutely. So. Um, there, and there's lots of businesses that don't realize that you probably already have a lot of content you don't realize, i.e. photos for, from your products. Or if you're a, a, a nutritionist, you probably already have meal prep plans already ready. You slap a pretty photo and a description of what ingredients you have you have a piece of content already. Um, a lot of brands have a lot more than they realize. Okay, okay. What are some of the common mistakes that people make when it comes to these two platforms? Yeah, definitely. Um, I would say on Instagram, it's lack of frequency. Though, so not utilizing the platform consistently. That's, that's the biggest thing I see. Uh, next to that, not utilizing things like hashtags uh, and a description. Um, mainly because Instagram utilizes these hashtags and descriptions to figure out what you're all about and what the piece of content's all about to get it in front of the right people. Right. So if you're using hashtags like hashtag, maybe you're a, a coffee shop and you're using hashtag love, hashtag good morning, those types of things, which we see a lot of people do because they think, oh, there's a hundred million people that utilize this hashtag. Well, the problem is it's so broad, you're going to be buried. You're not going to ever be seen. Be more hashtag focused for your local community say, I'm in Orlando, hashtag Orlando or hashtag Orlando business owner or uh, good morning Orlando, something those types of terms. doesn't always have to be a city name, but more localized. You're going to get less people see it, but you're going to get more people engage in it because it's relevant to them. On the Pinterest side of it, uh, I would say the mistakes we see would be utilizing the same piece of content exactly over and over. Um, you can do that. It lets you get away with it, but at a certain point, it doesn't help you at all. All it kind of does is dilutes the brand. Um, so Pinterest algorithm goes based off of what's the engagement frequency of the total amount of content you have. So if you have, let's say for instance, a hundred pieces of content, but only two of them are frequently utilized, 99 of them or 98 of them are a waste. Um, so what we do is we go every month and chop off the bottom 20 percentile of content to make sure we're always increasing our quality of content. Right. So something's aged and it's no longer valuable, it goes away. So mm -hmm. delete the 20% that's bad, take the top 20% that's good and make more like it. Okay, okay. Um, we're on the last few minutes here, but what I'd like to know is things are changing so fast when it comes to social media. And I know next week we're gonna be talking about LinkedIn and Twitter. 
But I'd like to know, are there new platforms coming out? I know there's TikTok out there. Are there new platforms that are coming out that we should be watching out for? I would think that you would be the one that would know this. <laughs> yeah, so there's always emerging new platforms. The question is, will they become mainstream enough that you'll be able to utilize it for, for, for I would say beneficial, <laughs> beneficial marketing efforts? Right. Uh, we'll get your return on it, really. Um, so platforms like TikTok, uh, yes, they've already kind of made their place and, and they are valuable and challenging, honestly, a lot of the other brands uh, like Facebook and Instagram, they're, they're a whole new style, um, mainly because things like they don't throw advertisements in front of your face like Facebook does every three or four posts. They do, but most people don't realize it. They don't clearly say, I'm an ad. Um, right. What they do is they do influencer marketing. Um, so you can go to the TikToks marketplace, hire an influencer, and they will actually show off your product or, or talk about your business. And the audience that's watching will never know it's promoted which is beautiful. It means mm -hmm. a lot more natural uh, environment, kind of like a friend telling a friend about something, which I love. I think that is where technology is going. I think where that's where social is going. So TikTok has definitely found its place. Uh, we also have some other newer ones out there. It very, it very much depends. A, is it on all platforms? Is every mobile device capable of connecting to it right now? Um, so we have ones like uh, Clubhouse that's obviously a little newer uh, and it has some controversy on it at times too. But so that's the only downside within their brand new platforms. The question is, is does it work the way it's supposed to work yet? Right. <laughs> does it work the way it's intended? Right. Um, I know they took off with yeah. COVID. They took yeah. off crazy. They blew up. And it was simple too, because they had one solid process, videos that are no longer than 60 seconds. Um, and it's beautiful for that. And it so. was a way at the, at that time with COVID just starting up, it was a way for people just to let loose Yep. You know, in their videos, you know, they were, they were tired of being home. They were tired, you know, so it was just a way for them to let loose and let off some steam and, you know, dance and do whatever. Okay. Yep. Not that it's really going to drum up business per se. And that's, but that, that's the fun part of it because it's so natural. It doesn't come off yeah. as advertisement. It's a lot more relaxed than a lot of platforms. And we, we can, one of the best examples is, um, I forgot their name, but the, um, uh, the cranberry. The yeah, yeah, you, the you about, yeah, yes. yeah. yeah, the cranberry yeah. company. And they talked about just by the, that one TikTok that went viral on accident, it generated almost double what they would have normally generated in a year. Wow. And that's that's revolutionary to an already pretty large business. Um, and in the end of the day, the guy who made the video, they sponsor him, they buy him a house and a vehicle because it made that much of an impact to their business. So what explain to the audience what was this? Thank yeah, you. so um, I forget the name of the, the juice company at the moment, so I apologize for that. But Ocean, um, it was an Ocean yeah, Spray. Uh, ocean Spray, I believe that was who it was. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was a cranberry commercial. So we have this uh, one individual that on a Sunday he has a bottle of Ocean Spray, and he's I believe it was longboarding um, down some quarter of some highway, either or he's he's doing that and he's do listening to a Fleetwood Mac song and really cool very very just very relaxed it was like the peak of covid too where everyone's all stressed out and stuff like that and this man is just out there living his life and uh and just a regular joe not an actor nothing special just being himself goes super viral i'm talking millions and millions and millions of people seeing this content and everyone copying it and down to wendy's hiring people to copy and mimic the video um, because it's so good. You have other brands jumping on board wow. and uh, it goes so viral. It, 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 everyone's buying this juice to try to remake the video. 
to do the same exact thing. The business literally claims that, hey, our business has doubled because of this. Uh, and this was during the, the toilet paper shortage and people were wondering if they get enough food and water, like the craziest things. And we we're over here buying out juice because it's trendy uh, and it makes everybody feel like human again. And, well, uh, it, and it's like, even with the toilet paper, what's with the toilet paper sh shortage? Yep. And exactly. what does that have to do with COVID? Exactly. <laughs> and it was just so funny that something so little that was accidental had such an impact. And then luckily right. the brand felt so, so, they were so thankful for the house and the car. I mean, that's a great. No, yeah, that's, that's excellent. That's excellent. Yeah. I'm sure they had them sign a release too. Oh, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, that's all the time cool. we have today. Uh, I'd like to thank Brandon for working with us on this. Um, you know, this this social media and the social media digital footprint that we need to adapt to with business, you know, as business owners is so confusing sometimes and so amazingly time consuming that uh, I, I highly recommend hiring somebody like Brandon to help you with this. There's just no way I could keep up with it and do everything else that needs to be done. But the impact that you can make with social media is right now the number one way of branding yourself and getting out there. So Brandon, any last thoughts? Yeah, uh, I would say, I know it sounds scary to do all these different things. I know I give some numbers sometimes. They're like, wow, I got to post that much. Um, but once you get the rhythm of it, once you start creating some content, it'll, it'll go a long way. It will definitely help. And you'll have to, you won't have to do so much heavy lifting every other way, trying to generate business and such. So I'm telling you, it's definitely worth it. Definitely worth the time. And doesn't hurt to kick it off. Start it by yourself. That's what all this is about, helping to help you get it kicked off. And when you get to the point of when you can't handle both, give someone like our, like us a call and yeah, keep, keep, uh, keep pushing. Well, very good. Very good. And speaking of which Brandon and I are co-authoring a book called social or sociopathic due to be out the beginning of May next week. We will probably have the pre pre-launch dates for you so that you can go in and do pre-sales through Kindle through Amazon to help us get up in that number one spot. That's what we want is we want to be number one, but uh, this is an excellent book that will, uh, you know, continue to help small early stage businesses and medium business, even large businesses understand the social environment and how to create that credible presence online and how to avoid those social sociopaths that like to basically be, beef themselves up and take advantage of unsuspecting business owners online. So with that being said, watch out next week, we'll have a, a date for pre-sales to start. In the meantime, Brandon, can you tell everybody if they need to get a hold of you, how they can get a hold of you? Yeah, you can find me on pretty much any social uh, under Brandon Falcon. Uh, and our company, uh, which is Falconics. So it's Falcon with an ICS at the end, pretty much any social platform we're there and we're, we're, you can interact with us easily. <laughs> excellent. Excellent. Well, I'm really happy you're, you're doing this series with us next week. We're going to be focusing on LinkedIn and Twitter. I hope this is helping those of you out there, uh, get a little bit more information. Uh, if, 
when we have our book released, we're going to be putting a course together that's going to appear on uh, marketatomy.academy. So that'll give you a little bit more detail as far as that's concerned. Um, but other than that, this is Dana Olivo with Marketatomy and Charged Up Studio, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye. And you can always reach us at info at chargedupstudio.com. You can follow us on LinkedIn, on Instagram, on Facebook, on YouTube, and contribute to our platform on Patreon. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.